Welcome to Scry Babies Podcast. I'm Liz Stardust. I'm Tori of the Best. Today we will be discussing everything that is murders at Karlov Manor. But first, if you would like to pick up your own pre-cons collector boosters or even a brand new play boosters, which we'll be taking a look at today, then be sure to click the link to shop down in our description below. We'd like to thank Wizards of the Coast for sponsoring today's episode and giving us the ability to talk about this entire set. Yeah, so early. We love this. It's one of the mm-hmm. best perks of being a hashtag mtg ambassador is being able to showcase all these cool cards early so we can tell all of you about them yeah i think that's a a really special thing um i know that we have been playing magic for three years now and we've really just been trying to explore as much of magic as possible so getting to have early access to those things and report to you and and go through our pre-cons the ravnica clue edition there's so much cool stuff to get into so uh first up we want to talk a little bit about the new mechanics for this set That's right. Uh, So we have a lot of new mechanics that are coming out. And I mean a lot. And these are all pretty... I don't know if they've ever been explored before under different names in previous sets, but they all seem very new. So the first mechanic we have is called Disguise. So a Disguise cost, you can cast a card face down for... It'll have a mana value. So let's say three. So you can cast a card face down for three as a 2-2 creature with Ward 2. Uh, you can turn it face up any time for its disguise cost. So it's pretty cool. You have stuff entering the battlefield, you know, flipped over, not sure what it is. Mm-hmm. And that could be anything. And I think that's that's pretty neat. I think that's really cool because you can do a big deck where you have huge creatures that are just in their, like, foretelled state, essentially. Yeah. And they can just flip out and then do big um etb effects i assume and like also just like scary board state things which is really fun yeah and you can do it at any time which Mm -hmm. is which is awesome so really excited about that mechanic i think it'll be really cool it's kind of like you said like the foretelling we also have a mechanic called cloak it's very similar to morph uh so you cloak a card by putting on the battlefield face down as a 2-2 creature with ward 2 you turn it uh face up at any time for its mana cost if it is a creature Uh, there's a bunch of different ones it looks like I will say I do like that these mechanics are not completely different. They're similar to older ones because I think it makes it easier for players to get into it. I think if I was a new player approaching a set that had a bunch of keywords that I didn't understand, um, it would be really hard. But having a veteran player being like, it is like this mechanic, I think really would help out. Looking at the Magic the Gathering article on their website, if you want an in-depth view on all the mechanics, there is an awesome article that tells you everything that they do. It says every once in a while you can cloak a card with abilities that allow you to turn it face up in other ways, such as Disguise or even Morph. So it looks like they're going to go pretty deep into that mechanic. Uh, We also have Investigate, which is apparently returning in this set. So Investigate is you create a clue token, an artifact with pay to sacrifice its draw card. I love investigating. I like clue tokens. I think drawing cards is great. So stoked on that. And now we also have Suspect, which I think sounds really fun because it plays on the whole spy game and like, you know, got a target little suspect. So a suspected creature, it looks like it almost kind of plays off the roll token we had in Eldraine where it just has menace and it can't block as long as it remains suspected. I like this card or this list mechanic. I think it's pretty cool to just give something Madison can block. It kind of shakes people's plans up a little bit. I'm curious because I feel like that that mechanic feels very like potentially like specific to this set. Yeah. Versus the other two where I think like you can do that effect at other times and like flip the big cards or like I believe one disguise ones or cloak puts it on the top of your deck as well. There's certain things that do that. So I Mm -hmm. feel like that aspect is like a little more used in other sets potentially versus this mechanic. But I think they all sound really cool. 
Yeah, and we also have collect evidence. Collecting evidence is a cost that you may be asked to pay in a variety of contexts. So, for example, we have a card coming out called Axebane Ferox. It has ward collect evidence for whenever this creature becomes the target of a spell or ability an opponent controls, counter it unless that player exiles cards with total mana value four from or greater from their graveyard. So it looks like you can have a bunch of different effects with this collect evidence. Uh, excited to see what's going on with that. I do like things that cause my opponent to pay for what they want to do to me. Love that. <laughs> and then we also have cases. So many things. <laughs> cases. These are really interesting. Um, so they look like sagas. They're very similar looking to sagas. They are, it looks like to be an enchantment, new type of enchantment debuting in the set. So it looks like the cases have an ETB and then they have a solve mechanic that comes with it. So if you solve it by doing the necessary steps on the card at someone's end or on your end step, you're able to do the solved mechanic. I'll show the card on the screen. Boom, there Boom, it is. There it is. Uh, yeah, so if you take a look at this card, these ones I'm still a little confused about, not gonna lie. I'm, I'm probably going to read these like 10 times to <laughs> understand it. I still have problems understanding sagas sometimes, well, not gonna also lie. Also, too, we're at the point where we're recording this. We haven't had the chance to like fully play a pre release, and like there's things that we right. are excited to play because we have some pre release kits. So I did like mess around with the deck earlier, but like I think the more we play this, the more we will get familiar with this in particular. We're at the cases. At seven. the cases. So, yeah, we haven't really gotten to play this set yet. We got to look at it. We got to, you know, flip through the cards, look at everything. But I think once we get to play these new mechanics, then we'll fully grasp what it is they do, especially the cases. Uh, there's a lot of text on those. Yeah. I do think they're, like, similar to sagas and, and actually probably the closest to um, the classes from the D&D &D set where they have, like, this long-term effect, the pay effect, and then another one. But I think it's an interesting concept. I, I like enchantment cards like that. I really like just the overall feel of it. So. I love a two-for. Yeah. Give me a two-for one. This <laughs> one's like a three-for one. I yeah. love that. The more the merrier on a card. Uh, excited to play those. I think they're going to see play probably outside yes. of just the set, too. Maybe they'll infiltrate some other formats. We'll I think see. they could. We'll see. Um, I'm not sure like if there's like a very like strong one that seems like it'll be universally good around like different formats. Because I've had a handful of them, but I know there's way more than what I open. Because I know we open completely different things in our set, yeah. which is interesting because there's so many new cards. So many. Yeah. We've been talking about opening pack. In the set, we have collector's boosters, we have our pre-cons, we have Ravnica Clue, and we have what's new, which is a play booster. So the play booster is a new experience that is combining the best of set boosters and draft boosters. So for all sets continuing on, we will only be getting this specific play booster. <laughs> uh, so you can expect those. You can expect the collector boosters and then some other uh, things like probably I would assume we would get whatever else. But I think the main thing is collector's boosters and play boosters. So we're going to um, open it up. Tori's going to pop that open. And while that is happening, I'm going to tell you a little bit about what is in play boosters. So there is going to be um, a graphic that we will put on here on YouTube so you can see that too. There is going to be 15 slots. So slot one through six will be your commons. Uh, number seven will be a list or common card. 8 through 10 is uncommons. Slot 11 will be a rare or mythic card. Or I'm sorry, a rare or mythic rare. 
card to be more specific uh slot 12 will have a basic land 13 will have a non-foil wild card 14 will have a foil wild card and then 15 will be an add token helper or art card so um this is everything it says it's draftable of course which is great we're gonna have a new draft experience with this play booster i think it's very similar to draft boosters and i didn't think they were like busted or anything where people yeah. were concerned about the set booster like i think they're trying to make it a little more fair where yeah. you don't have either a super busted pack or a pack that has like nothing really good in it yeah. uh so like this one i just opened has a rare it has a wrist a wrist card it has a rare it has a list card it has a really cool foil in it it's got a full art land and it has a art card yeah it does say that they go up to four rare total um which i think is is pretty interesting and yeah i think they they're fine like i don't i don't think you know what i don't know what i was expecting with them um they do feel again closest to the draft ones i think at least from what i opened the whole box with but yeah this is a, a new sort of thing they're doing and i'm excited to see how they progress throughout the year i know that was a big change for people and i know that people want to make sure that their draft and pre-release experiences were the same if not you know amplified better so um i would love to hear from everybody what your thoughts were on the new play boosters as well so uh my suggestion if i could make one would be for instead of just having the general like ads in there i would love if they had keyword mechanic cards so something like you know how they have the um the main uh it, it basically breaks down a turn so it'll be like your main phase your combat mm -hmm. phase your post combat like everything that's like laid out on that little card if they had like the keywords for that set on there nice and easy i know they give you like a pamphlet but having a little right. small card that you could have next to you or even just like for new players having like here's what menace is here's what lifelink is like having the 10 most popular keywords of that set i think that would be a really useful thing to have in play boosters yeah i as agree a new player it's a uh, nice that they gave us an example of what each pack is supposed to have so we know what's going into this special things for this set so we have invisible ink dossier cards we opened one. We both did. We both did. What did you get? Uh, we both opened them in our collector booster. I didn't see any in a play booster. I think they are exclusive to that. I might be wrong on that, but that is where we got it. I got the mole, the little mole card, the which mole. his name is Onsrag, the quake mole. It is a uh, red and green commander. So it's red, green, and two colorless for him. Uh, that was my card. At first, I wasn't sure if that was what it was supposed to be because it's so subtle, which is nice. It's kind of like that like cool detective invisible ink aesthetic. So I thought that was really cool. Ian got a really cool Rakdos too. And I like that all of them are different for the type that it is. It's not just like a linear effect or like a set symbol. It's very specific to each card. So I opened Massacre Girl Known Killer. Uh, this invisible ink card has a it looks like daggers around it, which is pretty cool. It goes with the whole Massacre Girl thing with her knife. Um, I like that these cards also have like a file. It looks like the little manila envelope with their little case about who they're looking for. Uh, just some cool flavor on the card goes with the set. I think it's fun when they play with like the uh, the textures like that. Yeah, I think it's one of the, my favorite things about Magic is having the most unique like art styles. I think the file thing makes a lot of sense. And I like the flavor text on those cards a lot. Yeah. They're really funny. Um, and we're going to get into some of the other ones. Like I know uh, they had the showcase magnifying cards. So we'll put some up here as well. I thought that was a really cool feature. I think they look great in foil. I think they look really good for just cards in general. Um, 
There is one with Massacre Girl that I thought was really, really cool looking, the Slice from the Shadows card. And I think this is a good art treatment. I think th- they look especially good on the enchantment cards. I don't know if I'm a little biased on that. Oh, uh, not biased at all. Yeah. I opened up a foil um, magnifying like treatment of Assemble the Players, and I think it's the most beautiful card yeah. that I've opened so far. Insidious Roots, I believe it's called. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Golgari card, I thought that was like one of the most beautiful cards of the set. Just really beautiful foiling, and also the magnifying art for that was really cool. So I actually like this. I like seeing the different styles that they'll do for a more unique take on that. Um, and this is something I really enjoyed from this set. They also have serialized showcase Ravnica City cards. Neither of us opened a serialized card. Nope, no serial card. That is fine. Uh, I never have opened a serialized card, so I don't know if we'll be that lucky, but I think that was, there's a few different versions and different um, character, like legendary creatures and other creatures that have that. So that is available through the set as well in your collector's boosters. Something also available to us in boosters, which I was very excited about, is special guest cards. So they started doing special guest cards with what was the set that came out um, before Ixalan. It was Ixalan. I think that's when they because we opened it. Okay, so in Ixalan, they started doing what is called special guest cards because that's where I got the Thrasios oh, and all those other yeah, ones. Yeah, yes, yeah. yes, okay. Yes. So they're returning with that. So we have uh, Crashing Footfalls, Drown in the Lock fabricate field of the dead gamble which is the one i opened and it's absolutely gorgeous we get a new ghostly prison show and tell tireless tracker is probably my favorite art from this and a tragic slip which is um done by scott m fisher which is just gorgeous i mean his art is phenomenal i love this one so yeah overall they were like really well done i thought those were good selections for the set i thought it also made sense to the set and i think they were very great artist selections for this too so i'm hoping to pick up some more of those as singles probably not cracking some more packs and getting a few of those but yeah i think those were really really beautiful and some good selections for the choices for the special guest cards too I would love to hear, before we get into Ravnica Clue, what you thought of the overall, like, Clue theme. I know there were some Clue cards. They had, like, the weapons, for example. They had uh, the rope, and they had a wrench, and they had all those cards in yeah, there. Yeah, they had, like, the the rod or the, yeah. the, the lead pipe, excuse me. Yeah, the lead, lead pipe. pipe. Uh, I thought that was fun. I liked the... I like how, like, campy it got. Yeah, it's campy, but it's not overpowering the set. I like that they kept it a little bit separate, but they still had, you know, because it makes sense. Clue and and the investigating is already what, you know, they're doing. So it makes sense in the set. It's subtle, subtle Mm -hmm. camp. I like that. We'll say that. Subtle camp. I think it's fun. I like it because it also is just something that's, like, familiar. Like, I love a little nod to something. Mm -hmm. Like, when Eldrin had, like, Mother Goose and, like... All the stuff that called back to like classic fairy tale lore. It's fun to connect with it because you know about it. And like who hasn't played Clue? Yeah. Game's it's iconic. a it's a classic like movies staple. iconic. Yes. Oh my god, the Colonel Mustard. Iconic. That's something love I my was life. hoping for too. I really would love um if they did like a, a secret layer of like the clue movie. Oh. Everybody would love that i think i think it's a, a classic yeah that's sure. what i mean I'm, i thought the whole set was done very well i think all of the little magnifying glasses and all of the dis- like the names of the mechanics like disguise cloak and everything else just tied in a nice little neat package i really enjoyed that so i'm gonna before we get into pre-cons i want to talk about revenue clue real quick because i think this was my all-star product like my a plus product i didn't expect to like this as much as i did and i'm like 
very on the wavelength of being like, this is the best product. I didn't open mine yet, so sell me on it. Yes, okay. Tell me about the clue. So, uh, I love this product. I thought it was a really fun game. I think it's really a great way to get new players of Magic who enjoy board game nights with their family to play. So, it is very similar to Jumpstart. You'll take two packs from the set and shuffle them together. Each one has a different color, like, piece i think they're um two colored ones so i I, when i played it was a azorius and a golgari deck that i mushed together and ian played boros and whatever else he played and there is enough i believe to play up to four players if not six i believe it is four but we play with the two of us which you can do it's basically like you're playing jumpstart and clue together so it starts out with like two lands on the board and then you know how clue is a person a place and a thing Mm -hmm. you shuffle out the cards distribute them you pick your three and then you play magic so anytime you do combat damage to a player you can make what's uh i guess like a guess so you can only make one official guess at the end to be like i think it was professor plum with this this and this but you can ask them being like i think it might be these three things and then if i attack you then you can reveal one of them to me if you have it or if you don't have any then i have the opportunity at the end step to make an educated guess you only get one guess though so if you mess it up, you can't do it again. And I thought that was really fun. I thought it was a really unique style. Um, there hasn't been really anything like this for Magic, I think, that kind of incorporated more of like a family sense. Like I know there was other things that they've done, but bringing it to the closest that they could do for a board game. I yeah. was always curious as to how they would do it. It's, and like I, a, it's like a game within a game. Yeah, and it's really, really fun. And you also get this, you know, unique art style. So you get the very, like, clue-centric lands and the weapons as well. And we get new commanders. So I thought that was really special. You can use them in your regular you know, decks or whatever you want to use them in. You're mm-hmm. welcome to do that. Um, but for each character that you do see on the covenant cover <laughs> for each character remastered. Yeah, yeah, yeah. for each character you see on the cover of ravnica clue they all have their own commander so i thought that was really fun i know one that was previewed earlier was the senator peacock one so it's like a modern blue card the mono black commander i thought was really good as well and so i thought that was a really cool way to get people into it because it's more than just like the reprints of the lands or you know the new weapons you have these new commanders and i think they're really special so i that is like an a plus product for me i love that the way that they chose to do this with was the equivalent of jumpstart pack so they're like a little booster specifically for that Mm -hmm. with these cards that you could play and i just think that's like the best way to show players how to do things yeah it would magic to learn magic so it's fun yeah that's that's the most important part i think is if something is fun it's it's like memorable you know it was incredibly memorable i really enjoyed that and i'm happy with the product so uh this is me just a plus all around again it was not something i thought i was gonna like as much as i did and i'm really happy i got a chance to check that out so and it has a lot of replay value which is great yeah Nothing you don't want to just have something where it's one and done and then you're just like, okay, now what do I do with all this? Yeah, I think you could even like again, the decks themselves aren't super specific to clue. The cards you have are specific to clue. So I think if you like wanted to play with other jumpstart packs, you could yeah, do you that. Could. But you can keep them and just like what I do is I put them in a little individual case. So if I want to play with friends again, we just shuffle them up and pick them out of the case so there's replay value with them too. There you go. So those are great. Pre cons. Pre cons. Yes. So we have the Deadly Disguise precon. That is a Naya color precon. 
We have the Demir Precon, which is Revenant Recon. We also have the Blame Game Boros Precon. And then my personal favorite, which is Deep Clue C, which is really funny. I enjoy that name a lot. And I was really looking forward to all of these decks. I know when they came out, the two of us were texting like, we want to play Boros or we want to play the Naya deck. And after going through them, I looked at the Deep Clue C one and I was like, oh, this one's for me. It does everything I wanted to it gives me an academy manufacturer which is what I love it's making clue tokens it's giving me a bunch of other legendary creatures and cool creatures that I want to play so it's everything in my playstyle of magic I do think the Boros one is like maybe my close second favorite I thought that was really cool and I think they're all really good thematic cards but also packed with great cards they're packed with not only great new cards but classic reprints and I think the value of them is really good and I think that there's some really really strong pre-cons I think I am saying I think a lot but I'm just really impressed with them no I think they're really cool and I, I have to laugh because when we first got these in I remember I sent a picture to you I was like okay pre-cons are here like which one do you want I'll let you have the dibs and you were like oh I kind of want the Boros one and I was like I know I'm getting stuck with the fish I yeah. always get stuck on merfolk it's fine it's part but of my love brand merfolk. it's part of my brand it's okay well this one's not even a tech like there's merfolk in the deck but fish people but it's a fish person. Merfolk. No, but I'm saying, isn't that crazy? It's not technically a it's merfolk. It's not technically a merfolk. Isn't that crazy? But we know deep down it's a merfolk. We know it's a merfolk. But that's okay. So I think that's funny that you were like, I don't want to play that one. Wait, now I really want to play that one. So. Yeah, you know why? Because there's a card in there that is totally what I wanted from the set. I wanted a reference to Scooby. This is literally the closest Scooby thing that we will ever get. And I was jazzed about it and this was the commander i was looking forward to most my favorite card from the set which i'm planning on making a whole deck for is sophia dog detective you can find this in the pre-con of the deep clue c one which also has the funniest puttiest name and i love it so much um sophia is a you you can look at the card and you could tell me that's not a scooby card that is totally it and i love it because it makes a food token which is totally my thing you make you have little puppies so it's whenever a dog you control deals combat damage to a player, you create food tokens. So you're in green, blue, and white. You have access to a do- like a ton of dogs. And you just make all your little puppies. And they're bringing attack. out that commander deck soon, too. Yeah, they have the, um, the I don't know, I think it's called Raining Cats and Dogs. Cats and I dogs. almost said dogs days are over, but it's, uh, it's all cats and dogs stuff. So we're going to get a bunch of new cards for that, too. And so I think it's going to be a really fun commander. When Sophia enters the battlefield, too, you make tiny a legendary 2-2 green dog detective creature token with trample i love this card this is like as soon as i saw it i think i texted you right away and i was like i can't wait to make this it's very up my alley it's very campy it's very silly and it's like the reference that i needed so that is in the pre-con yeah what is the pre-con you're most excited for or most boros excited mm-hmm. i'm excited for the boros pre-con i think that this is gonna be a fun it's a fun like combat initiative deck i like that as an aggro player yeah Besides that, I would love to talk a little bit since I kind of popped off about that commander. Some of our favorite cards or maybe commanders that you want to make for yeah. the set and stuff like that. One that I was really excited about was Descana the Rage Mother. So this is a new bear. It's a Naya bear and it was really cute and I'm very excited about it. Uh, so when it enters the battlefield, you draw a card for each creature you control with base power and toughness 2-2. Whenever a creature you control with base power and toughness 2-2 attacks, it gets plus 3, plus 3 until end of turn. It's a 5-5 five, five for Naya and 2 colorless. This card is so stinking cute. This art is the cutest thing ever. I'm oh, obsessed with it. Baby. 
and and people already who enjoy bears are having the most perfect commander for this a lot of people are saying that this could potentially be like a cool cdh deck some people are saying maybe like a weird food chain thing i'm not trying to do that i just want to play bears and have a great time with my little two two babies it's a great option for that and yes i think this is one of the cutest arts from the set so i'm really excited to give that one a try so one of the commanders that i opened that i'm excited for is cranko baron of tin street he's a little freak He's got a little red nose. <laughs> he's a legendary goblin. He's got haste and he's a 3-3. He costs two generic mana and one red. So you can tap him to sacrifice an artifact and put a plus one plus one counter on each goblin you control. Whenever an artifact is put into a graveyard from the battlefield, so your opponent's artifacts too, you may pay a red mana and if you do, you create a 1-1 one, one red goblin creature token and it gains haste until the end of turn. This is awesome for a multitude of reasons. One, if you have a lot of artifacts in your deck and a lot of goblins in your deck, you could just go crazy with this with mana, with goblins, with, you know, goblin bombardment. There's just a ton yeah. of things you can do. And then also it kind of punishes your opponents who are trying to like sack a bunch of treasures, do a bunch of like, not sacking treasures, but if you're discarding artifacts and doing other stuff that puts them in the graveyard, they want to blow up their own artifacts. Guess what, buddy? I'm going to want one. So I love this. I think this is going to be a really fun commander. That's the one I pulled aside. Uh, love the art. Love the treatment of him. Love Kranko. It's mono red too. It's mono red. Yeah, we love mono red. We love mono red. I love goblins. I love goblin synergy. Big goblin energy. Can I tell you about the mono red deck that I had saved? Yes. <laughs> it's Tessek Judith's Hellhound. So it's got an unleash on it, um, which is you may have this creature under the battlefield with a plus one, plus one counter on it. It can't block as long as it has a plus one, plus one counter on it. So it's for three colorless and a red. It's a three, three. And other dogs you control have unleash. Creatures you control with counters on them have haste. And then whenever this card attacks you can add red for each attacking creature look how cool it is oh he's cool it's cool it's a very cool mono red deck it's something i was looking at building too judith of course has a new card which i also think is awesome it's a Rakdos deck, so uh, a red and black and three colorless for a 3-4. Whenever you cast an instant or sorcery spell, you choose one. So that spell gains death touch and lifelink, which sounds really fun. Or create a 2-2 red imp creature token with when this creature dies, it deals two damage to each opponent. So Judith is kind of slaying this deck, both her and her dog. Yeah. out here doing really cool stuff and i think it's fun to have like a rakdos spell slinger deck i think that's a little bit different and you're still able to do the punchy combat thing with it yeah so i think like that's that. really cool the only other creature i saved that i really pulled aside and i wanted to build was massacre girl yeah the known killer uh really cool has menace it's a four four and creatures you control have wither whenever a creature an opponent controls dies if its toughness was less than i can't remember because i covered it with my thumb in the photo <laughs> draw a card I have it. Like, seriously? Whenever a creature an opponent controls dies, if its toughness was less than one, I wanted to say one, but I was like, <laughs> I don't want to be wrong if it shows up on the screen. I'll get a big dummy. I like the art in the card. I think Wither's cool. I know it's an older mechanic. Negative counters is sweet. Something I actually never got to do in a deck, so pulled her aside. Mono black could be really fun. Yeah. Mint mono color commanders. That's my 2024. I think so too. I think it'd be colors. really fun to build like a mono commander like pod and just kind of see what color is best. But I also think it's always mm -hmm. going to be red because it's my favorite to play. Same. Some honorable mentions. Kylox, Visionary Inventor. I'm not reading this whole card out because it is the longest text. However, it is a very cool card. We will put it right here on the screen for you to read. I also like the new Marvo Deep Operative card. It's a really cool octopus rogue. You can find this in the Demir Precon as well. There is 
a clash effect on it, so that's pretty cool. We have a new Niv Mizzet, another five color Niv Mizzet, which is very one. cool. You did? I did. I got one too. So it's got flying hexproof for multicolored. For Wooberg, it is a 6 6, and whenever it deals combat damage to a player, it deals X damage to any target. Target player draws X cards, and you draw X life, where X is the number of different color pairs among permanents you control that are exactly two colors. That seems like a really fun, like, challenge build for like different cards in general since they're all like two color pairings in general so i think that's really fun the new tesa is kind of cool too i got one of the new arts for tesa so there's a lot of cool stuff there's also this crocodile elk turtle i don't know if you got one of those i don't think i don't know if i got him he's pride of the whole clade Oh, I like him. So there's just like fun stuff. Trasani is really good. Vampire, there's a uh, a ton of new stuff. And I I love the precons. I think they're great. I think the secondary card that they put in there is the optional other commanders. All of them are fantastic too. So lots of good legendary creatures. Yes. So we're going to get into some of the cards that we just liked from the set that we think could be really fun for a variety of different decks. I found a couple I thought would be really cool for CDH, so I just wanted to put that out there. And it seems like the internet agrees that Crime Novelist, the Goblin Bard, is going to be very good. So it is a red card. It is two colors and a red for a 1-3. And whenever you sacrifice an artifact, you put a plus one, plus one counter on Crime Novelist and add red. So that means if you sack your treasure for whatever color you're doing, you're also getting a red mana this kind of reminds me of Bergy, where you're like getting a red mana for every spell you cast but instead it's just for sacking artifacts this set is very clue focused right so you're going to sack those artifacts but there's tons of other things you could do we talked about yeah uh having an academy manufacturer and having treasures and clues and all these possible things seems like a great one to me the other one that i really enjoyed was the doorkeeper thrall it is a white and one colorless for a one two it has flash and flying and artifacts and creatures entering the battlefield don't cause abilities to trigger this seems like it's going to be a really great card Yes, this is going to be a good card, I think, in multiple formats because Mm -hmm. it's a good hate card, too. It shuts things down. It's cheap. It's cheap. It's literally two for a flash flying card. Are you kidding me? Shuts stuff down. Shuts one stuff down. Yeah. yeah, I saved that one. I pulled that one aside. I also. thought that was, uh, as soon as I saw that, I saved it. I was like, this is going to be one that's really good. And I'm happy to hear that other people are thinking that too. Another one I thought was really fun was the final word Phantom. It's two colorless and a blue for a one floor that also has flash and flying. During each opponent's end step, you may cast spells as though they had flash. That seems really fun to me. Yeah. I like it. That was a that was another one I thought might be cool for a CDH. But other than that, there's a bunch of other cool cards that I, I enjoyed. I don't know if there was anything you also liked. Yeah, so there's a couple cards that I pulled aside that I thought were interesting. I saw Assemble the Players. I mm-hmm. think this card's going to see some play. It's an enchantment for a colorless and a white. You may look at the top card of your library any time. And once each turn, you may cast a creature spell with power two or less from the top of your library. Not really sure where this is going to be played yet. It could probably be played in four color. I'm a hammer player. Not really sure. I'm going to have to uh, dig into Travis Brown's mind and see if he thinks this has a place in mm-hmm. Mono White Hammer at all, considering... There are some creatures that are power two or less in that deck that would definitely benefit from it. But again, I'm not a champion, so I don't know. There's a lot of the power two stuff in this set, I noticed. Oh, yeah. Yeah. We also have Lightning Helix reprinted in this set, which is going to affect Pioneer. Lightning Helix being Pioneer legal is pretty cool. So now you have the deal three, gain three card, which is pretty great. We also have... Long Goodbye, which is a colorless and a black mana. It cannot be countered and destroys target creature or planeswalker with mana value three or less. I think this is going to see a lot of play in 
Every format, honestly. This card's great. It's for two mana. It can be countered, and you can just destroy something through. A creature or a planeswalker. Or a planeswalker. That's awesome. With mana value three or less. That's great. That's just such a good card. So stoked on that card. And then I also saved some cards that I just had some like, I wonder if this will happen or not. So I saved this card I pulled called Reenact the Crime. It is a colorless and three blue. Uh, it's an instant. You exile a target non-land card in a graveyard that was put there from anywhere this turn. Copy it and you may cast the copy without paying its mana cost. So immediately I thought about, all right, this can go in a mill deck. This is a deck you can mill yourself out, cast this, cast like an Emrakul or something for four mana. That's crazy. And now that we have some like little hints that Magic put out about like maybe we're going to see your favorite Eldrazi's come soon. Like maybe this card will take an effect with some Eldrazi's and you can mill some big boys and I, I bring like, them out. I like that we've been talking about like crazy cool cards and I'm like, I also saved the Magnetic Snuffler, which is just this five fact artifact creature construct. I'm sorry, it's a four, four for five colorless. And when it enters the battlefield, you can return target equipment card from your graveyard to the battlefield attached to it. Whenever you sacrifice an artifact, you put a plus one, plus one counter on it. So you can make him a really big boy really oh, he's fast. so cute. He's so cute. I just think this would be a really fun card to have. And especially since we're again, sacking all those artifacts, it Makes it so he gets big real quick. I also saved this card for Commander. This looks pretty cool. It's called uh, Outrageous Robbery. I don't know if you opened this one. It's an X cost card with two black mana. Uh, it's an instant. And it's target opponent exiles the top X cards of their library face down. You may look at and play those cards for as long as they remain exiled. If you cast a spell this way, you may spend mana as though it were mana of any type to cast it. I think this is really cool. I think you can kind of like take somebody's stuff, cast their stuff. I know you're a big Paco Hold On enjoyer of taking people's stuff and oh playing yeah. it. I love taking So stuff. I thought Outrageous Robbery was a really cool card. And the last one that I saved here, or I saved two more, I saved a War Leader's Call, and it is a Boros card, one colorless, red and white. Enchantment, creatures you control get plus one, plus one, and whenever a creature enters the battlefield under your control, it deals one damage to each opponent. Just look, it seems like a fun Boros Commander card. Doesn't seem like cracked or insane. We love but no, we love Boros. I, I love plus one plus one counters. I like Boros. I like pinging I people. I also don't think every card has to be like the wildest, craziest cards. I just like I know I play a lot of CDH and I know that the, those cards will probably see play. But as far as like casual, we have a lot of like fun casual legendary creatures, fun casual cards, like lots yep. of interesting things that can be seen in play for not just Commander but for sixty card formats yep. and, and things like that. So I think this is a really fun set for that. So I'd love to know if you had any like big pros or cons for this set. Let's see. So I think my pros for this set is there's a bunch of new fun mechanics. They're on point with the flavor of, you know, the whole set what's going on. I love that. I love when people get, you know, creative with the design as far as the little files for the art and the invisible ink. And there's a clue token and investigating and cloaking. I think that's really cool. Looks like there's some pretty powerful cards for each format coming out. So I'm really stoked to see that. Happy to see Lightning Helix and Pioneer, so I love Lightning Helix. I'm a big burn enjoyer. Cons for the set, I don't really have any cons yet, as I have not gotten to really play the set yet. So I'm sure once I play it and go through with it, I'll figure some stuff out. I guess my only con right now is that the cases are a little confusing to look yeah, at. Yeah, that's kind of my con too, is like... Um, as a new player going into like this set, I feel like I would have a really hard time with because there's so many new things and that's like, I can't, I know any set that comes out with magic is going to be like, here's some new mechanics, but I wish there was like, I know there is 
those little pamphlets that kind of, for example, like I saved the one that was like for the draft archetypes that I think is really good to like give that to new players to be like, here's something you can brew and, right. and play, right? But I do wish there was like a little resource guide that's a little bit better for new players, especially with new mechanics coming out in a set like this. That's kind of my con. I think my pros are definitely the Ravnica Clue fantastic great thing for new players to get into i also really thought that the collector's boosters that i opened least were like stacked very good i'm very happy with the foil treatments on those and the uh ink cards that we were talking about yeah. i think that's a really cool thing the magnifying glass cards i thought were really fun too and i think we got like a good selection of interesting characters for those legendary creatures i didn't know what to expect again because it's so like set in Ravnica after we just had Ravnica remastered mm. in the previous set. But I do think it's a really fun thing. I was worried that it would have to be like so specific to that set that like you could only play those in that set. Right. right? But I think it has like a little more dimension to it and it can be seen in other, you know, decks and things in the future and in uh, other places so i'm happy that it isn't so entirely focused though you can have that experience if you want to be like let's all play these like detective focused decks and clues and solve mysteries like you can do that yeah i think that's everything i have uh to say about this set if you want to pick it up you can do so by checking out the link that we mentioned down in the description below again there's collector's boosters all new play boosters uh brand new pre-cons that we have played here on youtube that are absolutely fantastic definitely go check those out and any other final words about the set? All right. So release weekend is coming up this Friday on February 9th. This will be public in the store. You can go on Wizards Event Locator on their website to find a game store near you where you can go play this new set. When you go play, come back here and let us know in the comments what you opened, what you're excited about, and how your gameplay went. And we hope to see you next time on the Scrabby Bees podcast. 